Greetings again, everybody. Ho, 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 ho. The first Christmas wish. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Merry Christmas, Warren. Kevin, you don't know it, but you've given Warren and I a good gift. I just bought, uh, Warren and I are going to Palm Springs to take over your house while we play golf down there. (laughs) Caretakers. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, it's hard to believe Christmas is upon us. This is a special edition of Inside Curling. We do it from time to time. Uh, We've got a great couple of guests here that uh, Kevin has interviewed. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors associated with Inside Curling, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, and Nestle Boost. Uh, Here's what's happening on uh, this special edition. In the house, we've got two interesting interviews, Kevin, that you did with, well, she's beyond a household name now. I mean, they're they're just killing it. Silvana Terenzoni from Switzerland. And then the second interview will be with Canadian curling legend, of course, Jennifer Jones. And some of her teammates joined you, Kev, for this. Yeah, yeah, it was great to see a couple of the young uh, young players come on and, uh, well, you know, tell their side of the story with uh, joining a legend like Jennifer. In the House is brought to you by Goldline. Goldline curling equipment can be found in pro shops and curling stores all around the world, plus their retail stores in Calgary, London, Scarborough, and Mississauga, and they've got two stores in my hometown, Ottawa. Goldline can be found at every Grand Slam of curling event and online anytime at goldlinecurling.com. Let's get to Sylvana Terenzoni. All right, Sylvana, well, thank you very much. Welcome to another curling season, and thanks for taking the time today. Let's talk about the most important thing first. Let's talk about the Blue Jays. Uh, I know you're a big ball. I'm a huge ball fan. You're a big ball fan. And your thoughts on the Jays this year, and I think you managed to make make it to a game or two yes yeah actually uh, last week during the Toronto two cells yeah I was able to watch two games and it was were two blowouts against Boston Red Sox so <laughs> it was great atmosphere really enjoyed that yeah such a good fun young team they're doing just awesome I love watching all these young guys Bo Bajet, who's just been lighting it up lately and and uh, how about your f- favorite position in uh, in golf your favorite uh, uh, player well, yeah, it's also Bobby Shett. Yes. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I, I shouldn't have let in with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, he had so many hits. I think he just broke the record there, uh, like um, most hits in, in months of September. So, no, amazing player. Well, let's get into curling here. Obviously, so much going on with your team, um, with the big changes and so on. I would like to start with uh, maybe getting inside your brain a little bit because back in. Uh, not the team with all the world championships, but the team prior, you're getting close to the top of the of the curling world, but weren't quite able to get there. And then all of a sudden, your team became three-time world champions. I'd like to know what 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 made that difference. What what made that change in Sylvana Terrans only where you were close, and then you just you just got there. You never know. You know, maybe we um, would have had the same success with. The very old team, like with Marlene and and Manuela in that team, you never know. But for sure, like Alina uh, made a, a big addition into that team, like having a strong uh, backhand player on by my side and helping me also, you know, strategy wise if I'm struggling or makes me feel more comfortable um, having her on the ice in the backhand. And yeah, it was a success story so far, and looking forward. To a few more years with her. A lot of times on the broadcasts, I talk about Esther Neuenschwander's one of the best, if not the best second to ever play. Certainly one of the best. There's no question about that. Her and Melanie um, on the front end, 
I'd like to talk about that before we get into the new team for this year. Um, the strength of those two, Melanie and, and, and Esther, and just and the shooting ability, just the whole package of your front end. Yeah. Well, I played with Esther for 19 years, so um, I wouldn't, wouldn't have done that if I don't believe that she is one of the best as well. So she's so consistent. That was her strength, you know, like she, she was never playing below uh, 80 almost. Let's, that's a great thing to have in a team. If you just can rely on, on, on your second. And beside that, she had a very nice personality. She did a lot for the team also off the ice. So she was the financial manager for us and organized everything. So it's actually a big loss for the team. And she decided to, to retire. And Melanie, on the other side, she brought so much energy into the team, you know, always joking, making fun. And yeah, they they are missed. They are missed for sure. But now, uh, Carol Hovard and, and Briar Schwal are now getting married mm-hmm. to, uh, to Yannick, your new front end. The strengths they bring to your team, that's what I'd like to talk about here, um, because that's a, a new look. You've already had success by winning Stu Cells uh, earlier. Um, let's talk about your new front end. Well, for me, it's just very important not to compare all the time to, to the old uh, front end, you know. They have different personalities. They bring other very good stuff um, to the team. And um, yeah, it's, it's a change. Probably also maybe what I, I needed, you know. I was really sad when I heard the other two are going to retire. But at the same time, I think that's maybe what I needed to keep motivated. Because, you know, the older you get, less you feel you have to train that much and stuff. So having two new uh, team members just brought that energy back to me. And I really, uh, for me, it's it's really a challenge to try to build a new great team. I don't want to try to copy the old team. I want to build up a new great team. And that's that's something I would like to try. So how did you choose the new team? How did, how did it come around? to, to Because Breyer, a very good player and very good skip third, depending on how they set up the team, but a really good player. How, how did it come about to get this new front end? Well, you always want to have the best players in of your country in your, in your own team. You don't want to have them in the other team. You want to have them in your team. <laughs> and I believe uh, Carl and Breyer are the best players uh, in Switzerland right now. Um, I mean, obviously, Team Kaiser has four good players too, but I think besides that, like, Carl and and, and Briar are, are going to be the ones I really wanted. And Carl, um, we had her as our alternate at the World Championships and the Olympics, and she did just an amazing job and it just proved that she has the right personality for us, you know. Those events are played under pressure and she always showed, like... She always reacted the way uh, we really wanted. And so uh, we, we knew right away that if someone is going to quit, she will replace that person. Um, we talked last year, two years ago, about um, your practicing. Uh, and now, where do you all live now, the, the four players? And are you able to get together all the time? You told me a story about the ice maker being making more than one sheet of ice for you guys. Is that still possible where you train? Because I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, but I guess location of where everybody lives and the opportunity to practice first. Well, we don't practice every day together, but usually twice or three times a week or three days a week. And then we practice like three times a day. So that's like more located in the burn area. So usually when we like practice on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then I just sleep there. And uh, yeah, so we are able to practice like for a whole day together and 
And that's really helping, you know, even though I like to practice by myself uh, sometimes too. I think that's important too, but just to get better in communication and know, you know, how we want to play certain ends and all that. I think that's, it's very helpful if we can spend um, more time together on the ice. Yeah. Well, especially with new players, being able to get enough ice time. Mind you, you've already won this year, so, you know, but still there's got to be a growth period, I would imagine, with new players and new skills. Will you have to maybe skip the game a little different with, with different players? What, what are your thoughts on that, Sylvana? Well, the goal would be that I don't have to, that I still have my style of, of play. Or, you know, maybe at the beginning I didn't want to play too offensive. I want to make them feel comfortable in the first two events, you know. So it was may maybe more a little defensive, more defensive than I usually play. But um, I think going forward, I have the feeling that they feel more and more comfortable and that we can go back to how we usually play and... Um, there's been a little bit of talk and, and some experimenting with no extra ends and just a draw to the button. The team who would have had hammer in the extra end getting to decide who throws on which side of the sheet. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because it's, it's kind of been brought up a little bit and more mainstream now, not totally a rule here, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on getting rid of extra ends, which does make sense from a broadcast perspective. But is that going to take away from the game? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I didn't really spend too much time thinking about that. I know they were a little controversial, controversial at the other event there. But, you know, I just think like if if you would have hammering an extra end, you should also have a little bit of an advantage in the draw to the bottom. So I just think it's fair if you can choose the side. Usually it should not matter that much. But there sometimes there are um, ice conditions where it is tougher on one side, then it might be a little unfair towards the other team. So if you're in a big game, this is a big event, and not, not many people more competitive than you that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're in a semifinal or a final, and you would have had hammer in the extra, but nah, -uh. it's a draw to the button now, not an extra end. What are your thoughts? Then you you actually you have to think ahead, right? If if there is like no extra end, you have to to know that uh, you know you know that in the sixth end, in the fifth end. So you you might have to play a little different. You have to take more risk or less risk or or whatever. So uh, the draw to the bottom that's basically a fifty fifty chance. I see it like this more. And the extra end it was like uh, a ninety to ten chance for the one with the hammer. So. But knowing that, then you have to win the game. You have to try to win the game earlier. So um, the strategy is going to be a little different. That's all, I guess. But right now, I think I still prefer the extra end. But I would have to think about it a little longer than just two minutes. Yeah. One more question, and I'll let you go. Um, schedule with, with the new squad. A lot of teams, so we're talking to a lot of players. And a lot of teams aren't playing as much this year because of how far it is until the next Olympic Games. And you've got other teams that are sort of new, trying to play a lot to try to get used to each other. What are you guys doing as a team, because you're a new team, uh, this year, the first year of a quadrennial? Are you playing a fairly heavy schedule and not too bad? What's going on with, uh, with your team? Well, we have to play quite a lot because um, to qualify for the Europeans, we have to collect points so that the team who has the most points at the end of October is going to qualify for the Europeans. So we're kind of forced to play a lot early. Besides that, I'm actually also glad we, we are playing a lot. The last two years have been so much training because of the pandemic. Right now, I just enjoy 
being back in competition and, and, and on the road and playing events. So right now I don't really mind to play to play a lot. Great. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time, Savannah. Good luck this year and with your new team. Thank you so much. Listen to the Inside Curling podcast ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So, Canada's back in the World Cup. And whether you're a footy fanatic or tuning into soccer for the first time, we have the perfect series to accompany our nation's return to the world stage. Oh, go on, man. I'm Henry Standage, and in our new series, Painting the Pitch Red, I'll take you through the thrilling highs and heartbreaking lows of Canada's men's national team. This is the moment the country has waited for. Joining me will be some of the most respected Canadian soccer voices. FIFA the franchise. That video game changed everything here. Just an absolute corrupt CONCACAF. It was like this club you didn't know until you got in it. You know, now when you say you're from Canada, people are asking me about Alfonso Davies. Subscribe to Painting the Pitch Red by Sportsnet to hear Canada's soccer story in full color for the first time. New chapters drop every Canada match day at Qatar 2022. So, Kevin, is there any slowing down of this curler? <laughs> no, I do not think so. Not for a while yet. Still loves to compete and, and travel and do the whole thing. Uh, a great interview. Really interesting uh, to hear her thoughts on uh, on no extra ends. Thinking that the team that would have had Hammer in the extra had it occurred gets to choose the turn of the other person, which turn they have to throw to the button. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting take because uh, in a lot of cases, the last end is played primarily on one side of the sheet. So you force that team into the other side. Not always will it be an advantage, but sometimes. So kind of an interesting discussion from a very uh, very smart curler. they got a new front end too, right? New front end. You know what? And that's kind of, uh, well, we definitely talked about that. What a an amazing thing to have a new front end come on and you just keep winning. Like it hasn't, I thought, I honestly thought um, losing Esther Neuenschwander um, would really set this team back. I thought Esther's, you know, if probably the best second in the world, um, just haven't missed a step. It's just been, uh, it seems just smooth, uh, the transition. So good on them. Mm-hmm. What's the number one reason, Kev, or a couple of reasons for teams breaking up? Is it is it skill deteriorates or or mental? In the case of Sylvana, it was retirement. Okay, yeah. And and that's fine. Barbazad and, uh, and Neuenschwander aren't playing anymore. What a great front end. But, you know, you can't curl forever. That's I guess that's the bottom line. But there's, you know, chemistry matters, and sometimes you get it gets kind of stale and you need some new energy. And that's something mm-hmm. that Sylvana also mentioned, that um, having the young front end has really helped her as she's getting older to, to energize in practice and, uh, and early in events to be... Uh, to have that energy again, which is which is important. Cool. Uh, great job, Kev, uh, on the interview. Uh, let's get to our next one. Uh, the team of Jennifer Jones. Thank you, Jennifer, Mackenzie, Carly. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Really appreciate it. Obviously, let's talk about the new team. This is a five-person team. Jennifer, you and I have talked about this before, and I think 
it's becoming clear that you're right because more and more teams are doing it. But your thoughts on a five-person team, I want to get a little deeper into that. But first of all, your thoughts on having five players. We're trendsetters. <laughs> you, are, you are. I think you actually are. Yeah. I, you know what? I think it just makes a lot of sense. There, it's a long season. I don't mind the length of the season. I think it's great for curling to have such a long season. But it's, it, you know, it can be hard on the bodies, time commitments, you have other things going on. And if you want to play a lot, it, it makes a, a lot of sense to have five people out on the ice and, and you can create like a team energy and a team chemistry with five people. Yeah. So we've got Emily and, uh, and Lauren as well. Are you, are you trying to make sure everybody plays kind of the same amount ish or uh, is it maybe like more like four person and a fifth or trying to get everybody in a lot? What's, what's kind of the thought there? Right now, we're, we're trying to make sure that everybody gets around the equal ice time. It's probably not going to work out to be exactly equal, not keeping track. But it's, yeah, we want everybody's an equal member and we want everybody to, to feel like they're a real contributing part of the team. So we're, we're trying to see what, what works. But then, you know, going into certain events, we'll just decide on what lineup we're going to use. And, and during that event, then one person will not play as much as everybody else. And trying to figure out position. So, uh, Carly, Carly Burgess, three-time uh, junior gold medalist. You're currently throwing third. Mackenzie Zacharias, one-time world junior champion, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, throwing second right now, and then one of the front-end players kind of switching. If you don't play, though, Jennifer, if you're, if you're not playing and the, other, and the other four play, who's then the skip? It'll be math. So, yeah. so yeah. then you go to skip. Okay. That's what I kind of thought would happen, but I, I really wanted to ask because uh, like you guys will be in all the big competitions, but maybe you won't play them all or all the games. So I wanted to make sure. So why, I guess, Mackenzie, why would you take the helm if Jennifer doesn't play? I've skipped my whole life second. I've actually never played second before. So this is my first year. Um, so I think skip's a very comfortable position for me. And we had quite a bit of success as well uh, prior to Jen coming on. And obviously... I've been able to be in the house with her now, so I'm getting to like learn a lot more about strategy because that's one thing I found I struggled with a little bit just because we haven't played that many women's games yet. Um, but I think that's more so the reason why it's just a comfortable position for me, and I think everyone's in their comfort zone if Jen suddenly isn't there if I'm skipping. And Carly throwing third, I guess, in this case, all the time. Yeah. So is that kind of the thought, Jennifer? You, see, you got it, Kevin. Like, it's like you're in my brain. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make sure that when, if I was not playing, that we had same person playing third on a regular basis. So Carly won't play and Mackenzie will play third sometimes, but the general uh, feeling was that Carly will play third so that she can get comfortable in that position. And whether Mackenzie or I are skipping, then the third is consistent. Yeah. Okay. And I think for, well, for Carly, you're, you're in a great position uh, being at third because you're the other two skips like well jennifer of course but even mackenzie as well lots of lots of experience there yeah. as well now i'd love to hear from second though because this is great a skip, <laughs> a skip going down to second that is not that doesn't happen every nope. day um i guess let me just the obvious first question is the training yeah. necessary to become a strong sweeper at the international level yeah, so I've never swept before either. So <laughs> that was also a bit of an adjustment. But um, thankfully, like we worked with a lot of different coaches over the summer, uh, which helped a lot with technique. And I think 
the girls that we have on our team right now are pretty good sweepers too. So they were able to help me and give me a lot of pointers. Um, gym wise, it hasn't really changed too much. Like we've always been in the gym as much as possible. Like it's one of my favorite hobbies. So, uh, just kind of ramped up the upper body strength a little bit. And I mean, I'm still learning now, but I feel like I'm getting better every time. What's not probably known is that Mackenzie is one of the fittest people I've ever met. She oh, like wow, teaches thanks. kickboxing. And, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she is like super fit. So that part, the fitness part was already there. It was just trying to figure out the technique and getting comfortable judging and sweeping. And she's doing a tremendous job. Yeah. And that's going to take time anyways. I, we just mm-hmm. had uh, Hammy and Lammy in here a few minutes ago and they still are learning and working yeah. with their their stroke and their angles. Now, that's one thing yeah. I wanted to ask you, Jennifer, with sweeping on your team, what you want to see from both the directional sweeping point of view but then also with carrying the rock further, or is this something your team has even discussed? Yeah, we've definitely talked about it. We're still working it out. Um, We had a lot of other things that we were focused on over the summer, just being a new team. And I thought everything else we worked on came together so fabulously. And now we're just really trying to focus on, you know, what we see out there on the ice and how we want to be better and get better technique in what we see is the best way to sweep. So we're still working on that. So I can't really give you a, a positive answer. You're going to see a little bit of different things from us, and then we'll determine as a team what what we think works the best. Yeah, I'd like to hear, Mackenzie, your thoughts on uh, on having the opportunity. Because I don't know, I'm guessing. I'm guessing down the road, whenever Jennifer decides I'm not going to play anymore, <laughs> whenever that is, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. But um, at that point, whenever that is, the opportunity to learn yeah. From Jennifer Jones. I'd like to hear that. Because I'm assuming you're going to take the helm at some point down the line. That is the plan at some point. I mean, uh, Jen can play with us for as long as she wants. Sure, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just to have this opportunity to learn from either like the best or one of the best players to ever have played the game at a younger age is it's I've said it a million times, but it's a dream come true. And like anyone would jump at this opportunity so that, that Jen like like Jen chose us. So that's really special for us. And just to have now the opportunity to learn, it's tremendous. One thing that right away, the five person team, um, I, I've got a weird mind as, as Jennifer knows. Um, but right away when it comes to more than four people in the mix was the draw to the button. And because you're trying to keen up the outturn and the intern path, but you've got different players. And I guess just lead me down that path is to, okay, um, how are you going to get with different players in the lineup all the time, making sure those paths get worn enough so you have an opportunity to to be able to keen up the paths? Uh, Carly, uh, again, it's fairly technical, but how, how are you going to be able to, when you're the first practice team, without turn and intern, be able to keen up the paths when you got five people in play, not four? Well, with a five-man team, that other person is just mainly a sweeper. So if the five-man team is like... Uh, one of our players is not playing. The best thing like to help us in practice is really just look at the pass and just sweep a ton. <laughs> like it's a good workout. Good yeah. time to work out. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. But also with I'm just worried about the paths themselves because not everybody throws the rock exactly the same. So my concern is keening up those exact areas so that say Jennifer's outturn slides a little tighter, puts it back more than somebody sliding a bit wide. Those are different paths. And then all of a sudden the rock's gonna hog the but versus. that's what we worked on over the summer. So we really tried to narrow our gap on line of lines. And it's something that we worked like incessantly in July. Like yeah. we were on the ice a lot 
trying to figure out our, our to kind of make our lines very similar. So I'm very comfortable that we throw the rock quite similarly and that our lines and like cleaning up those paths. And we had to throw both draws in Fredericton and we did really, really well. So it was, uh, it was a really good kind of pat on the back for the work we did this summer. Okay. I wanted to ask Carly about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, just the biggest thing, like going back to your question is uh, for us, like our technical, we worked on so hard in the summer. So just making sure that we're trying to throw the same so it makes it easier on Jen for line calling and, um, even, yeah, again, for path reading, just trying to have the same technique and um, throw it good at Jen's room. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, and for, for you two, sweeping together when one of Lauren, uh, Lauren or Emily are throwing at the lead position, they don't always throw at the same either mm -hmm. while you're trying to make that happen. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm talking before judging the mm -hmm. uh, the sweeping right <laughs> yeah it's completely different i'm used to seeing the weight coming at me not like over top so i do rely on the other person a little bit more than i'd like to and it's something i'm working on but sometimes you'll see me too like take a little bit of a step back from the rock if i'm the second sweeper because i feel like i can still just judge the weight a little bit better that way sure yeah <laughs> one thing i wanted to ask you about and that was at the points man event um that happened uh, early this fall uh in fredericton and a curling canada sanctioned event but you're able to wear your on-ice uniforms. I don't know if that's ever happened, but I don't think so. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts, Jennifer, on that. And then does that mean maybe something going forward? Like, is there a chance that maybe our sport turns into a sport other than when you play in a world championship or an Olympics where we can actually wear the, the, the Jones brand uniform? Yeah, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but it was definitely a nice step in the in the right direction um obviously our sponsors were super happy to have our our uniforms displayed and they're our sponsors and our partners are the reason that we can compete um without them it would be almost impossible so it's it's nice to see that you know there was a little bit of a carrot moving forward and hopefully that will continue yeah because you know, in my brain it sure seems like it would be nice to be able to build the brand you guys do a great job by the way um on social media you guys are there a lot we try. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to, you know what, quickly, I want to ask you about that. Like, what, the resources or how you deal with that as a business side, uh, the social media, uh, selling your sponsors, the agency stuff, um, PR, all of those things. H how do you set that up with your team company? I guess who's in charge of, of what? We, we all um, sat down and went through jobs and who's responsible for what. So Carly is actually our social media person. So she's doing an exceptional you job. You are doing an exceptional yeah, job. Yeah, we have a little bit of help. <laughs> I have some help. But yeah. she's kind of responsible. Like you need somebody that's, because it's a it's a full-time full -time job almost. So we have somebody that's helping Carly and Carly does that. And we each have our, our jobs on the team. Um, we try to divide it up and make sure that everybody's kind of contributing off the ice as well. Because there's a lot going on behind the scenes that a lot of people might not realize other than just curling we're just gonna take a selfie see social media, yeah. social, while you're changing <laughs> of course yeah you gotta know yeah uh, okay on the social media front um so you're saying that you've got help um because it seems to me that it's very clean and crisp which means there probably is some editing of of those clips do you do that or like there's some things that I do help with. Like if we're in an event and we take a photo and I'll um, post it because it's just the easiest way. But I have, um, we have 
uh, Jerry who works with us and he does a lot of the more editing and computer work than I do but um we provide all the content yes yeah so we provide the content and then he'll he'll post under whatever we think kind of thing yeah you don't have anybody hired on site for no for no, video yeah, no. not, not in the budget to, no, not no. The budget. right <laughs> yeah. well that was what I was kind of getting at like uh, you guys are well sponsored and and uh, one of the top teams so a lot of people oh they do ask us on inside curling like what is the entourage like that are behind these teams? And just us. There's yeah, the five of us. My mom, uh, my mom handles the emails that come to our email. So if you're getting a response, it's from Carol Jones. She does check with us first, but uh, yeah. So my mom, who works for free, maybe a coffee once in a while, um, she does our email. Uh, in Fredericton, also there's one rule that I thought was very interesting, and um, and that's the no extra ends. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> But it does for the for the event. They know when the end of the game is going to happen. Yeah, but we th- there's got to be the balance between what's best for TV and what's best for the fans, and then the integrity of the game. And to me, it fundamentally changes the strategy and the whole game. So if that's where we want to do, if that's where we want to take curling, then fine. Um, but it definitely did change things. And with the ice the way it was, if one size sat, it got quite a bit heavier. And that's what we saw. We witnessed people not making the rings on the draw the button, and then somebody just had to hit the paint. I don't think that's that exciting. So, you know, I, I struggle, I struggle with, you know, the balance between protecting the game that we love and the integrity of it, and then trying to fit it into a television schedule or an event schedule. And yeah, just for me, like as a front end player sweeping that last rock, like I, you feel confident going into the last, uh, the extra end if you have hammer, but if it's a sudden death draw to the button or you're out, like you're gone, you're packing your bags and going, like it's a lot, like, um, and again, like, I just think having hammer in that extra end there, the chances of winning are so much higher versus a draw to the button 50, 50, who gets the better side. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what it came down to. And that's the way it was in Fredericton, unfortunately. And the ice, I don't want to, cause the ice was exceptional there. They did an outstanding job, but there was a hurricane. And so there was some humidity in the air. And if a side sat, then it was just frosty and it was tough to know what the speed was. So it was like one person would draw the button. The other one would miss the house. Yeah. yeah. That's it's not even yeah like that happened a almost games. hogs yeah almost hogs yeah, yeah so and it's it. just not right one subject I really want to talk to you about Carly and this is important I think for kids well and adults but, but uh, we're really speaking to the kids here across Canada because you grew up in the Maritimes correct and you made your way out to Manitoba um, tell me about that I guess why did you move to Manitoba was it for curling growth like uh, how did it work because i grew up on a farm and yeah. and i just didn't in our local area there weren't many curlers yeah. so i had to move to be able to find mm-hmm. uh the curling team that i needed yeah so i guess just growing up in the east coast like i i loved curling and i that's that's that was my that's my goal that's my dream so um as i was moving out of juniors i wanted to put myself in the best opportunity to win like one last world championship so um, I actually had a significant other in Manitoba that I met. And then he told me about uh, the two Zacharias girls. So I made the move there and um, I've stayed ever since. And I just like have a little home in Manitoba. And it's just, uh, it's a great spot for curling. So it's the hot spot of curling, I guess. So she moved yeah. for love. No, yeah. <laughs> she didn't move Same with Dawn. <laughs> she moved for love. You know, us Manitobans. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. And yeah. thank you for taking the time. You guys really appreciate it. Good luck this season and carrying on. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks.
There's just no slowing her down, Kevin. Take it easy, Jennifer. Take a day off, man. <laughs> Is she going to keep cooking along, Kev, for a long time? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I think she curls just as well as she's ever curled. Um, so I don't know why. I guess you'd, you'd slow down, but uh, we'll see. You know, I hope she plays a lot longer. I sure enjoy watching her. But uh, it takes a lot of energy. It's a lot of travel. So we'll see how long she uh, is willing to do it. She's no doubt capable. Right. There's no question about that. When she's not doing curling, no, that's all she does. Okay, so that's all she does is curling. She's not <laughs> <laughs> Either mixed doubles or, or four person. Yeah, with her husband, Brent, yeah. Like I say, they should be marriage counselors. Uh, they can stay together 24 hours a day. Uh, Warren, what do you think? I thought it was an interesting interview, particularly with uh, the couple of players that are quite young on her team, Mackenzie Zacharias. Now, I thought the way they're dealing with their lineup is uh, one to note. So Mackenzie was the skip of that team. And when Jennifer's skipping, because this is a true five-person team, Mackenzie's playing second. When Jennifer's not skipping, Mackenzie's going to move to skip. And in the meantime, Carly Burgess is going to stay in the third position pretty much all the time. So I thought that was uh, an interesting thing to note, that that's how they feel that they can probably best develop that team to be able to play as a true five-person team. thought Mackenzie's comments were interesting as well because she's been a skip all her young career, and now she's having to learn how to sweep and judge at the second position. And I thought her comments were interesting, the fact that it's quite different from standing at the house and judging weight by watching the rock coming towards you versus being over top of the stone, and that that's something she's still trying to get the feel of. So I thought that was something of note that is a little different, a skip moving to second, and the things that they probably have to learn at second that they did not have to take consideration for as skip. And I thought that's kind of unusual, because normally if a person who normally skips moves to a position on the team, it's probably usually third, not second. So Kevin, have you ever uh, experienced a situation where people move from skip to second? I, I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, you know, I, I guess uh, at a young age, Wayne Madaw did went down to second. And, Correct. Uh, yes, he did, and yep. and, uh, and played for with Russ and Glenn back then. Um, Mark Kennedy came down. He was a skip in in uh, junior yep. and through second for us. And since has moved to third. I don't think it would matter with Mark. He could throw lead or skip it. Wouldn't matter. And I think, you know, when you're dealing with really top athletes, McKenzie would certainly fall into that category. When you're kind of a very gifted athlete, she will have no trouble being a top sweeper. <laughs> you know, just a matter of lots of practice and and she'll be just fine. So I think that's kind of the benefit for this team is that I think keeping Carly at third all the time makes sense. And then McKenzie, she could play any position. It wouldn't matter. So put her wherever, she'll shoot a high number. Um, the biggest thing I think Carly brought it up was uh, just having the enjoyment of learning the game at the highest level from Jennifer. That's the huge prize here for this young team is being able to have Jennifer on on a daily basis during practice and games and just soaking up all that information. You know, they're they're going to grow in the next four years. They're going to grow ten years in smarts, and that that'll, that's going to matter to them going forward. Very good, boys. And as we heard uh, on a regular show. Uh, Glenn Howard stepping up to uh, coach Jennifer Jones. Like, they need some more help, Kev. <laughs> That's a good guy to bring in. If you're going to bring somebody yeah, in, no. bring in Glenn. That makes sense. Have you been asked to coach, Kevin? You must have been. People must ask you to coach all the time. I have. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> but I'd love to. You know, I, I love teaching, and, and it'd be great. But 
I did help Team Botcher for for a little bit, but just schedule just doesn't agree with it just yet. But you know that maybe that time will come. You may want to hold off on that thing that you're helping Team Botcher. Okay, you might want to wait for. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That was a few years ago. That yeah, there back, you go. Okay, good. Uh, in the uh, Saint John's Newfoundland Briar. Oh, okay. What year was that? That's when when Brad uh, Guju won in front of his home crowd. Well, uh, Warren, what year was that? 2017. Was it 17? Okay, that's when I was working with uh, with Team Botcher, actually. It was in 2017, yeah. Good footnote. Um, thanks a lot, fellas. Uh, this has been a special edition of Inside Curling. Thank you to our sponsors, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, and Nestle Boost for bringing you this show and our regular show uh, weekly. Email us, insidecurling at gmail.com, and uh, check out our Facebook group and our Facebook page. There's lots going on there. I've decided both of you are, are giving me separate gifts for Christmas. Kevin, uh, both of you are going to take me to Roos Chris for dinner on separate occasions. <laughs> and if you can't make it, uh, you're going to have to give me the cash. Okay, <laughs> if you can't do it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you, Kevin. We'll see you, Warren. Take it easy, boys. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>